Good morning, and welcome to More Than a the Small Business Podcast for Business Owners. I'm Allison Carter, and you might be a little confused about why you aren't hearing the familiar voice of Lorraine Ball. She'll be joining us in just a minute. She's flying back from a reportment at this moment, so uh, she will be joining us any second now. Today, we're excited to be talking about LinkedIn. Now, those of you who know LinkedIn might think of it as kind of a, the staid, stuffy, elder state of the social media networks. It actually began back in the relatively early 2000s as a fairly dedicated site. However, today it is so much more than just another tool to find a job. It's really become a very solid way of not only keeping in touch with those contacts, making new ones, and marketing your products through very targeted uh, marketing activities. Now, um, those of you who are on LinkedIn, you should probably know it's a little bit different from Facebook and Twitter in that people don't typically check LinkedIn every day. Usually, people come maybe a couple of times a week to see what's new with their contacts, who has looked to connect with them, and other information on the site. This is not the place where you want to post every thought that filters through your head. You don't want to post about the movie or the cute things that your cat did here. Those you want to save for Facebook um, or Twitter. On LinkedIn, it's really important that you keep your updates more business-focused. Some great things to talk about on your LinkedIn status updates would be latest blog posts that you're particularly proud of or maybe big deals that you closed or new clients during the preceding week. Uh, great success and that people love to hear um, that you're doing well. It might just remind them, hey, I need to pick up the phone and call them. I haven't talked to them in a while, but it sounds that things are going very well. For those of you who aren't sure if LinkedIn can actually be used as a successful marketing tool, let me tell you, it absolutely can. Roundpeg's single largest client right now came from a LinkedIn connection of Lorraine's. It was a former coworker of hers from 10, 15 years ago. And because she'd followed Lorraine's updates on LinkedIn, seen her blog post, she knew that Lorraine had moved into the social media sphere. And because of that, we were able to land a very large contract that we probably never would have without the intervention of LinkedIn. So absolutely, LinkedIn can bring you business, but it does take a little bit of thinking and a little bit of strategy to know how to use it properly. Uh, one of the things about LinkedIn is that you have two degrees, well, you have three degrees of connections, okay? The first degree of connections are called create your first circle connections. These are the people that you know personally. So these would be your former coworkers. These would be your, um, your former colleagues, people that you worked with from other companies, people that you actually know. Second-degree connections would be people that your first-degree connections know. Um, LinkedIn essentially operates on the same principle as six degrees of separation, that through six people in the world, you can connect to any other person on the planet. So really, what you want to do is those first-degree connections, those people that you know and have worked with in the past, to connect to those second-degree connections. Let me give you an example. 
a few weeks ago, I did some test searches to see if I could find myself connected to some of the biggest companies in the country. I looked for companies that are very far outside my geographical area in which I didn't that I had any connections. I looked for connections at Disney, at Microsoft, and at Coca-Cola. Both are very far from here, and I didn't know anyone who worked there. But through my connections, I had at least one, and usually more than one, connection at each one of these companies. So you might be saying, okay, Allison, that's great that you can see these people and know that they know. How can that actually benefit me? Well, let's say that you are using LinkedIn for its original purpose, that you're using it as a job search site. Well, if you know, for instance, that you would love to have a job at Disney, like I would one day, um, perhaps you can look at uh, who you're connected with and see if they can give you an end to the, to the company. Send a simple message to the person who knows that second-degree connection and say, hey, I see that you know this other company. Would you mind making an e-introduction for me? I'd love to either get in there, find out more about job opportunities, etc. And don't be daunted if the person is in a totally area of the company and you're interested in, let's say they're in operations and you need someone who is in sales. Don't be afraid of that. People know people. And if you're nice and if you're interesting and you get that uh, that capital from the other person, they will help you out. I believe I hear, never mind, um, for Lorraine to come in the door. We'd love to answer any questions that you may have. Give us a call right now at 805 285 9865. And here is Lorraine right now, ready to end my monologue and make this a little more interactive. So, Lorraine, can you talk about LinkedIn? And I really want to go back and look at some of the things that you were talking about, some of the examples of sort of on LinkedIn, um, you don't know when you meet somebody who they know. Um, and, you know, like you said you were kind of, you know, looking for people at Coke. The other side of it is really looking at the people that you meet. Um, when I meet you at a networking event or a chamber of commerce event, I don't know that your next-door neighbor is uh, Stephen Hilbert, the former founder of Conseco, or um, maybe your son plays hockey with, um, the son of, of David Simon, who owns Simon Malt. And I wouldn't know that in conversation. It wouldn't. It just wouldn't come up. But I can find that out on LinkedIn. Absolutely. There definitely is a little bit of a uh, stalkerish, voyeuristic <laughs> uh, connection that, that might put some people off. However, it's really not. It's all about leveraging those connections. I know that's a trite phrase these days, but people are generally willing to help people out. That's really how LinkedIn works. People all believe in good business karma, right? I help you, and someday down the road, you may be able to help me out. Absolutely, and LinkedIn really makes it easy. When I search for a particular person or someone at a company, not only can I see that I'm somehow distantly related to them, LinkedIn will tell me who can make that introduction for me. It may be one person or five people, but suddenly I see a list of people. I'm like, oh, I can call Allison. She knows that person. Or, wow, I really feel awkward asking Allison because I don't know her well enough, but I know Bob. And I can do one of two things. I can pick up a telephone. I can send them a direct email. 
or I can send them an actual request through LinkedIn. And that same strategy works for not just jobs, but business development. Absolutely. I think you heard me telling the story about that, that big client that we landed, and we're seeing this more and more through reaching out and just staying kind of in the mind's eye and you know top of mind for those former connections that you had. You'd be surprised how many people are still thinking about you. It, it really surprises me um, when, uh, when I get someone who reaches out who I haven't seen or heard from in several years and and it's fun and it's it's there's that moment to reminisce and reconnect. Um, I love the fact that I can see on LinkedIn when former coworkers join LinkedIn. I have all the companies that I have worked for, and every time someone who works who who joins the LinkedIn community and says they work for that company, I can see that. And so I've connected with all sorts of people that I've worked with 5, 10, 15 years ago. Now, for someone who's been in business for a little bit longer, perhaps, <laughs> it can be easier to get those connections. But what do you recommend for someone like me? I've only been in business for about two years. I checked that. I only have 150 connections compared to your 3,000-some. Well, there's several things. One, as you're going out face-to-face -face networking, as you're meeting people and you're going to a chamber of commerce or a social media breakfast, you may have those connections in your address book. You may have those contacts on Twitter. What you want to do is look for them on LinkedIn. As you get somebody's business card and you're entering it into whatever your contact management tool is, send them an invitation to connect on LinkedIn as well. And just Again, if it's a professional contact, it makes sense to reach out and say, hey, I'd like to connect here also. So that isn't too forward, even if I only talk to them for a few minutes and really don't know them very well? Um, I think it's, especially if you uh, tell them, uh, ask them in, in, the, in the conversation. You know, one of the things that I'm doing to follow up on connections that I'm making at events like this is I'm including people in my LinkedIn. Would you be okay with that? I think that that raises a really important point, which is, don't just send that deep to my professional network in. Um, that is a dead giveaway that you really don't care and are just clicking buttons. Absolutely. Having a little bit more personal notes. Now, you can, and I'm giving an example of, of I don't want to say faking sincerity, but, um, but make feel more personal. Uh, I get a lot of invitations to participate in surveys or attend seminars through LinkedIn. And sometimes I get tired of them because I feel like it's always the, hey, I'm trying to sell you something. Hey, I'm trying to sell you something. I did an experiment this past weekend. I have, as you said, close to 3,000 contacts on LinkedIn. I went through my list and identified approximately 500 people who are business owners, founders, or principals and companies. And LinkedIn only lets you send an email to 50 people at a time. And so I grouped them in groups of 50, and I sent them an email. I hid the other contacts so everybody who got that email from me thought they were the only one getting it. So I didn't copy everybody publicly. I blind copied. So there was that feeling that this was dedicated just to you. And then my subject line was very personal. Can I impose on you to help me prepare for a seminar presentation I'm giving? When you opened the email, it was a very quick, hey, I'm speaking at this conference. By the way, I think it's really cool. Here's a link to it. 
Um, but part of my presentation, I need data for this survey that I'm doing. Would you would you take five minutes to fill it out? I am absolutely overwhelmed at the positive response that I received. How many did you get back? Well, I I figure that I sent about 600, and I've had in three days about 110 people complete the survey. That's amazing. How would that compare to say if you just sent out an email blast to your list? Um, typically, on my emails, I get about a 20% open rate. So if I send out a thousand, I might get 200 people to open, and I might typically get 10 to 20% who will click through. So 200 people open, maybe. 40 responses. Based on the numbers I'm seeing here, if I get had sent out a thousand, I would have over 200 people responding. This is significantly more um, than my email newsletters have ever generated. Uh, that's a very impressive statistic, and it really shows the power of targeted marketing. Because it's important to note, Lorraine didn't send out this note to every Tom, Dick, and Harry on her list. She only went after people with very specific titles, which is another way that you can search on LinkedIn. It's for people with specific job descriptions. So again, it really brings out the importance of specializing and picking out only the most important people rather than just carpet bombing. Absolutely. And the other thing is that I don't I don't do this very often. I don't um, send uh, these emails to everybody all the time asking for help. I really am very, very selective in um, how I use this tool. Um, I want to remind you that if you're listening and you'd like to ask a question, you can uh, put it on our uh Twitter stream, you can either direct the message to me or Allison or simply tag it with MTFW, or you can call in at 800, no, I'm sorry, that is 805-285-9865. We would love to hear from you. Absolutely. And while we're waiting for that, um, as you're looking at LinkedIn, couple of things to get you started, some things you should be focusing on right in the beginning. Number one, you want to think about a picture. Now, just as Allison said earlier, this is not the same kind of picture that you want to do on Facebook. This is not you hanging upside down or with a glass of beer in your hand. This is the boring professional headshot. This is the picture that should accompany your resume. You want to fill out the jobs and the companies that you worked for because all of those companies become links to other companies. And then you want to fill out recommendations. My recommendations? What, what's the point of doing that? There, it's a wonderful um, way to build testimonials and endorsements getting customers to say what they think about you. These days, that's how people find out about you. I am amazed by the number of business owners that say they read LinkedIn pages before they read resumes. They really want to see who you are and what other people say about you. Um, if you're just getting started and you want to add 
some testimonials. The best way to get people to write recommendations for you is to write one for them. So contact your um, former employers, your former bosses, your former coworkers, and write endorsements for them. And then when they get it, they're going to get this nice endorsement from you, and they're going to um, they're going to get this nice endorsement for you, and um, uh, it's going to say, "Do you want to keep it?" Yes. As soon as you accept it, it's going to say, "And would you like to write one for the person who wrote one?" For oh, you? so that's how it works. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Social media is all about ego, and LinkedIn is no exception. So even if I'm a little shy about asking for recommendations, that's still something I should really do? Oh, hell yes. Even more so. And the, the nice thing is that if you do it by recommending someone else first, you never have to ask for the recommendation. You have altruistically written one for them. LinkedIn asks for the recommendation for you. We have a question from Twitter from our dear friend, Robbie Slaughter. Hey, Robbie. Uh, he is asking, what do you think about Lions, LinkedIn open networkers? How are they perceived? Um, I actually like Lions. Uh, I'm in the business of building my network, and I have a very different feeling about my network on LinkedIn versus my network on Twitter versus Can we my back network. up one second. What is Lion? A Lion is someone who will accept an invitation to connect from anyone. Um, the uh, LinkedIn. One of the things that makes LinkedIn work is it is a professional network, and so it um, it asks you when you say, "I know Allison Carter." The first thing LinkedIn does is say, "How did you guys work together?" Have you done business together? Are you friends? Um, or you don't really know each other? And if you check off, I don't know, that person, LinkedIn, will say, sorry, you can't send them an invitation to connect. You have to ask for an introduction. The exception are people who are classified as lions. These are people who will accept connections from anyone. And I, I have... Um, back and forth some conversations with people who say, well, that kind of defeats the purpose. No. Um, what it does is it introduces me to a much wider audience, but it does make my network sometimes less valuable to other people. For example, Allison, if I see anyone who is in your network, you have 125, 150 contacts, anybody that's in your network, if I send you a note and say, assuming we have a good relationship, Allison, can you introduce me? You really can. Yes. You can say, absolutely, I know them, I know you. Because I connect with a lot of lions, you're going to see someone in my network and say, hey, Lorraine, can you hook me up with Mary Smith? And I may say to you, you know, I don't really know Mary. I can pass your name on, but I don't know it's going to carry the same weight as it would if it was truly a very personal contact. So the downside is that lions are connected to everyone, um, but they, may not, they are not as influential as someone 
who's more selective about who they connect with. So it sounds like it really depends on why you're using LinkedIn. Are you using it for marketing purposes so that you can reach out to people when you need to? Or are you using it more as kind of an old-fashioned Rolodex to keep track of people and to make those introductions when you're called upon? And I, I, I think that, like all social media, it does vary. I'm going to encourage people to err on the side of open networking and, and, and being more open. Um, if I would go to a chamber of commerce, and I, I know I say chamber of commerce a lot, but maybe it's a Rainmaker event or Kiwanis or a women's group. If I would go to a networking event and you walked up to me and said, hi, and we chatted for a moment, can I have your card? I'm not going to say to you, oh, no, I don't, want to, I don't want to give you my card. I'm there to hand out my business card. To me, LinkedIn is one giant chamber of commerce meeting. It is one giant networking event, and my goal is to hand out my business card. And I'm going to hand it to a lot of people. Some are going to be better connections than others. We talked, I'd like to turn the, the conversation back a little bit maybe towards content. What should I be sharing on LinkedIn? We touched on this a little bit earlier. We recommend sharing the best things that you've done from out from the past week or the past couple of days. This is not something that you want to be posting on multiple times a day. Absolutely not. It's, um, it's not about volume. It is totally about um, creating the most positive professional impression. It is really demonstrating your expertise. Um, and while on the subject of content, particularly if you're using this as a business, a way to expand the content is to build a company page. And this is a place where under your service descriptions, you can have a more detailed description of some of the things that your company offers with recommendations, but also you still want to be should be showing off the highlights, the most interesting stuff. Absolutely. Uh, with a company page, I think that one simple trap to fall into is wanting to put every service area from your website, essentially translate your website to the LinkedIn page. This is not the correct approach. You need to be condensing, hitting the highlights rather than giving the entire menu. Just give the specials of the day. Um, you don't want to overwhelm people, and you really want to offer nice bite-sized information. But in the bite-sized information, you want to make sure that you're using your keywords, and you want to be linking back to places on your website where you can get more detailed information. Absolutely. The, the other thing is um, you have an opportunity if you have a company with multiple employees. If every employee um, associates with the company page, you can actually pick which employees you want people to contact for specific services. So, for example, on our page, you, Allison, are listed as the primary contact for social media. Right. Jay is listed as the primary for um, web design. I'm sorry, yes, for web design. <laughs> and Sherea and Jenna, when she starts next week, will be listed as primary for our graphic design. I think that's a really great feature. It really lets people kind of see who's behind it, put a face to the name, and even go out and check out their qualifications before they even pick up the phone and make a call. That really gives you an opportunity to expand your marketing in a different way. While we use our Facebook page to introduce you to our team members personally, we use our LinkedIn page to introduce you to our team members professionally. Absolutely. I really don't 
I, I think that any professional working today, and indeed any college student, if any of you are out there listening, you all need a LinkedIn page. It's important to have. If you don't have one, go out and make one right now. And they, while I'm on the subject of college students, you don't know a lot of people, but your parents do. And if mom or dad are on LinkedIn, you want to start asking for introductions. And I know it, it seems a little silly, but connect not only to your friends, but to your friends' parents. Um, Michelle's first job, my daughter Michelle, uh, her second job was here at Roundhead, but her first job, and she has a third job now because that whole mom-daughter working together thing. It worked out well for me. Yeah, because you got a job. <laughs> but her first job was actually with TechPoint, and she got the job because her best friend's father was on the board of directors, mm. and he heard that they were looking for someone with her skill set. One of my uh, my first graphic designers here at Roundhead, I knew his dad. He got the job because his dad called and said, will you take a look at his portfolio? Extending those conversations into a LinkedIn environment. Mrs. Jones, who you know is Mrs. Jones, may also run a business, be on a board of directors, or sit next to the mother of or the the wife of the owner of that company that you want to to uh, to work for, or she may be the owner of the company that you want to work for. You just never thought of her in that light. Exactly, and that's why we do recommend adding people who you know in a personal or a social sense to your LinkedIn group. Because again, just because you know them from your you know water polo club or whatever the case may be doesn't mean that they also don't have a very valuable uh, point of view from a business sense. I know that we're running a little short on time. Can I rant for a minute? Go ahead and rant. Some people may know that I feel very strongly about pushing your Twitter updates to LinkedIn. It's a huge mistake. Don't do it. Please, please don't do it. Um, it's so easy to link them all together and to send everything from Twitter directly to LinkedIn, but it's terrible for the people who are following you for a couple different reasons. I don't know. How do you feel about it? I hate Well, I, I hate it. I hate it less on Facebook, but I hate it there too. But the point is that, that particularly Twitter has its own rhythm. It has its own sub-language that makes no sense to someone who's not a Twitter follower. And Twitter is still a relatively small social network. And so a lot of the people that know you on LinkedIn are going to think that you completely hit the wrong keys. Mm -hmm. In addition, in addition to the strange, you know, at signs and pound signs that'll show up if you push from LinkedIn and Twitter, it also completely floods the LinkedIn update stream. Since most people only visit it about once a week and update their statuses about that much, if you push everything to LinkedIn when they visit, all that they're going to see is a never-ending stream of your one-sided nonsense from Twitter. It's not going to look good for you, and they may end up hiding you altogether, which is what I do with people who take this tactic. And so the, uh, the end result is instead of making a positive impression, you either make a neutral because you vanish from their stream or a negative. Um, we are just about out of time. And quick reminder, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, if you'd like to learn more about marketing, social media, networking, 
Be sure to check out our blog at www.roundpeg.biz. We'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Even if you're just listening to this and have never met either one of us, please find us on LinkedIn. Lorraine Ball and Allison Carter, both currently with Roundpeg. We would love to connect with you there or on Twitter. I'm at Roundpeg, and I'm at Allison, two L's, L, Carter. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening. Thank you.